Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. It's the official podcast of thevikingage.com. My name is Chris Ed. I write for the Viking Age as well as Bring Me the News, Zone Coverage, and the Brookings Register. My co-host is Adam Patrick, and we do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you miss us, we are on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, please rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. You can spread the word to everybody out there to check out the show. Everything okay out over there? Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> I'm sure they're doing okay. One of them yeah, got good. a knife, but yeah. other than that, we're okay. Um, live YouTube, everybody. But we kind of got a lot to talk about today. Adam, uh, we've already got a trade. We've had some yep. quarterback drama that never was drama. Uh, and by the time people watch this, this whole episode is probably going to be obsolete. But you yep. should watch the end because, you know, there, there's probably some entertaining stuff for you. So right. I, that's not what I'm saying here at all. Make sure you check us out. But uh, we're going to discuss our 53-man rosters for the 2023 season because as much as we want to break down that final Vikings and Cardinals uh, preseason game, oh, yeah. there, there, there wasn't a whole lot. I watched a half, and then I moved on with my life because... Um, Jaron Hall did look better, but uh, it was against third and fourth. How about we and start some, there? Or yeah, sorry, some, go go ahead. Well, and I'm just because... Gonna say like everyone's like, oh, he looked, he looked better. He should because he was playing against guys <laughs> that uh, probably played against in college. Yeah, I let, let's just start there. Let, let's go right into it. Let's just right. dive right into our fifty-three man roster projections because we're going to start at quarterbacks, and obviously, Kirk Cousins is going to make the team. That's not breaking news or anything. Maybe it was the handlebar mustache that kind of sealed his spot. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I threw everyone I, I, off. I gotta, I gotta say something about that because and we knew I mean, about, my like Vikings fans knew about that for a while because he had it in like his his press conference and yeah. then like he got on TV and spread like wildfire and everyone's like, oh look at Kirk and like, he's had this for like the whole <laughs> the quarterback can take that I have with Kirk Cousins where he's just like a Ken doll and you don't can, work anymore. You can put chains on him. You can give him a uh, you can give him a handlebar mustache. Mm-hmm. Just don't ask to. Have him throw beyond the sticks on a fourth and eight with the season on the line. But he is your quarterback. So, hooray. Um, Nick Mullins has officially seized the Sean Mannion memorial role, uh, which is more assistant coach than quarterback. Smart guy, really. He probably just looked around and be like, wait, all I have to do is like tell Kirk how to do things better. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is really easy. This Mm -hmm. is. This is awesome. Like this is way better than Kyle Shanahan. He told me to like go in this broom closet and never come out. Uh, <laughs> hey, Trey Lance, what are you doing here? <laughs> that is a great segue, actually, because uh, the last time we talked to you on the Viking Age podcast, which is Wednesday with uh, Sam Ekstrom, uh, there were some rumors about Trey Lance potentially getting traded. He did get traded. He went to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, weird deal. Especially when they have Dak Prescott. I I hopped on ESPN today and like the whole site is like, Cowboys, how could they not talk to Dak Prescott about Trey Lance? Trey Lance is probably not good. Like, I I will admit that. I was sitting here on the show talking about, well, the Vikings should take a chance, whatever. That is more just for a security net for 2024. So you have Mm -hmm. somebody out there. Because right now, you know, if Kirk Cousins goes down, you're screwed. If Kirk Cousins leave after this year, you're screwed. Even though I just railed on him in his handlebar mustache, trying to be Hollywood Hulk Hogan out here. (laughs) But it seems like the Vikings chose Jaron Hall over Trey Lance because Kevin Seifert of ESPN.com said that the Vikings weren't even in on talks for Trey Lance. And Kevin O'Connell said about Jaron Hall after Saturday's performance, I would like to keep him around. So uh, what do you think about the quarterback room? Because I don't know. 
I don't see it with Jaron Hall. I, I really don't, but I'm curious to see what you're thinking. That's fair. Um, he's a fifth round rookie, so you shouldn't really your expectations for him shouldn't be very high. Um, I thought he was able to progress as in each preseason game, get better and better. But like I said, in the third one, he's playing against third and fourth stringers, so he should be playing better. But the way he just like responded to pressure and everything, and he had a nice downfield throw, obviously, but he crossed the line of scrim line of scrimmage, so it didn't count. But it was still an impressive play. Um, as far as Trey Lance goes, they were trying to trade for him what back in March or April. And training for him back then would have made a lot more sense because he would have been able to get reps in, in OTAs and mini camp and in training camp. Uh, you trade for him now, he doesn't get anything because he would be either the number three or the number two guy. And Kirk Cousins gets all the reps in practice. The number two guys or the three guys, they're doing, they're trying to be the other team, like for the scout team for the defense. Um, so they have to learn like the other team's offense and and try and run those plays, which. You know, wouldn't really help Trey Lance in his development. You know, maybe some some times after practice, Kevin O'Connell could have helped him and everything. But the time to trade for him was back in March and April, especially for someone like him who's more developmental. So then you have someone like Jaron Hall, who's already been through that whole process through like the spring and everything. And then you've already invested this time in him. You invested a draft pick in him. Kevin O'Connell kind of, I believe, the words have been the word that's been thrown around is hand pick uh, Jaron Hall. Um, so. There's been a, a great deal of time invested in Jaron Hall, and I think Kevin O'Connell probably just didn't want to just throw him, throw him to the side and be like, all right, uh, we're good. Because I think all the trade talks with Trey Lance, the reported ones, happened before the draft. So they happened before the Vikings were able to get Jaron Hall. So after they got Hall, I think they were much more comfortable with their developmental quarterback situation uh, with Trey Lance. Um, but for my final 53, I, uh, I don't have Nick Mullins on there. Um, mm. I have Malik Willis. You have a trade. Yeah. I have the Vikings sending Nick Mullins to the Titans, uh, and a draft pick for Malik Willis. Um, because they got to, uh, they got to watch him in, in practices, those joint practices. And then they got to watch him in the game too. They got a firsthand look, um, at, at Malik Willis, who I think he made, a, he looked a lot better this preseason, um, than he did last year. It looked like he had, you know, he's starting to piece some things together. It's, he's still very raw. He's still got a, quite a bit of way to go before he can be probably a solid, at least a solid starter in the NFL. But I think if the Vikings are looking for upside from their, their backup quarterback situation, or even someone they can even just like plug in for a couple of plays a game, just to throw people off. So, you know, Kevin O'Connor wants that whole uh, illusion of complexity thing in there. Um, but yeah, I, I got, I got the Vikings making a trade with, with the Titans to get Malik Willis for the start of the season. Uh, and Jaron Hall's in there too. So I got three quarterbacks. I got Kirk Cousins, Malik Willis and Jaron Hall. There you go. I could see a trade. I, I, I don't know. I do <laughs> not think. I mean, first of all, again, it's the whole the what are the Vikings wanting from their backup thing? It mm -hmm. doesn't seem like they want to pressure Kirk Cousins at all, even though he could very well be gone next year because this is the last year of his deal. Like, it just seems like they never want to put pressure on him because Kirk will freak out. Like, oh, my like it, it's funny to me how many little things can just throw Kirk off like. Oh my God, they're blitzing me in practice. I got to figure out how to beat this defense. No, 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 no. We're not playing Brian Flores, Kirk. Like, stop, <laughs> stop. Like, I got to put my helmet on so I can, I can go through all the mental reps during this mm -hmm. preseason game and like whatever. And I, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I think I've been pretty transparent about my feelings for Kirk on this show. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like you do a hell of a lot worse, but you could do a hell of a lot better. He, I said it with Sam. He's like Madden 24. You throw it in, you play a game and you're like, Hey, this is fine. <laughs> then you go to the menus and be like, Ooh, this is a problem. But like, I, I don't know. And like, again, Jaron Hall, you mentioned it a little bit. He's a fifth round pick. Not only that, he's a 25 year old fifth round pick. Yeah. The best Jaron Hall can be is Sean Mannion. Maybe a little, even a little better. Maybe Ooh, he can I hope actually he can be play in a game. I hope he can be better than that. I, that's, a, that's a very low bar. You don't think he can be better than Sean Mannion and you're saying, or no, no, no. I hope he can be better than Sean Mannion. I, I, I feel like that's what's happening here. Like they're just grooming him to be the clipboard holder for all eternity. Cause I, I, I don't think he's good. I, I don't right. like he's, he's college good. Like he knows yeah. what he's, but I mean, he talks about like the playbook, like, Oh, I had to learn all this stuff. Like what the hell did you think you were expecting when you went in there? Like that, yeah. that was it. And they talk about maturity. I don't know. There's rumors about a burner account floating around. So oh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, 
maybe maybe <laughs> I bit on that one and maybe it's not like maybe it's a family member or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I don't see it. I, I don't see it. And I mean, when he was picked, you were like, well, maybe you can start start him next year. If you're <laughs> starting him next year, you're tanking. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like that, that is a full blown tank job because you're the Cardinals. If you're doing that, right. Like, I, I don't know. So, I mean, yeah, it's, Kirk Cousins, Nick Bowens, Darren Hall. You could be in a lot worse positions, yeah. and maybe that's why you make a trade, like you're suggesting. Yeah, but- that's yeah, that's kind of why I did it in my I, I, with 2024 in mind because um, we keep thinking like, oh, it's it's the Vikings. It's gonna they're gonna they're gonna have the choice to re- to bring back Kirk Cousins or not. What if he's like, nah, I'm good. Like yeah. he has a, he has a good season. He's like, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Who's gonna give me 50 million a year? Um, because if he has a good season, someone's gonna pay him, right? Um, and he's gonna get a lot of money. So we got to think about that too. The Vikings have to, you know, cover all bases. Like you got to make sure you're you're ready in case he's he says goodbye, see you later. Because you're not gonna franchise him because that would be what that'd be like over sixty. So that's not even be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So that's why that I, that was part of the thing in mind I had with Malik Willis was also the connection with the the new Titans GM between the Vikings, um, between Quaysedo Fomensa and uh, their new GM over there in Tennessee. They work together in San Francisco, and then the fact they just drafted Will Levis. Um, so I, I would say that that regime now is more invested in him than they are Malik Willis. So if he doesn't go to the Vikings, I would be surprised if he he doesn't end up somewhere else because I just think um, the Titans are not really invested in him. I think this whole preseason was like kind of like a showcase for for other teams to see and and try and see if they want him. Let's talk about the running backs next, because I think that's a very interesting conversation. Um, You better pray Alexander Madison is good, because if he's not, holy shit, are you screwed? Uh, Madison will be the starter. He's a lock for the roster. Ty Chandler, I think, is a lock for the roster. Number three... I don't think it's going to be Dwayne McBride. I, again, he looks good, but like you're saying, he looks good against third or fourth stringers. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think he's there yet. I don't know if he'll ever get there. We can't all be Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, Isaiah, oh, there you go. <laughs> so I got another trade. Oh. <laughs> Is it Jonathan Taylor? No, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> they're no. just gonna trade for everybody. They're gonna. No. This they're, one, they're gonna I only got two trades. I only got two trades, and it just happened to be the first two. What's things. what's this trade? I got okay. So obviously, I have Alexander Madison number one. Uh, number two, I've got Michael Carter uh, okay. from the, the the New York Jets. He's in his third year with the Jets. Um, just kind of a he's he is a number two guy. He's a third down running back and can catch on the backfield. Can run on the backfield. Just make you know change of pace kind of back uh, that you might be. Maybe what the Vikings kind of want out of Ty Chandler right now, but maybe he's not really up to that that level yet. And the Jets have what Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Like, is Michael Carter really going to play that much? I mean, I guess those two two guys are pretty have a good history of getting injured, so maybe they want to keep him. Um, but I just got the Vikings. I, I think they're going to either sign someone or or add someone who has like or trade for someone who has you know actual experience because yeah like you said if alexander madison goes down it is not looking good and um, alexander madison's not guaranteed to be good let's right, let's remember that, too. that. that like, too and does you think they do you think kanae wangu starts on the pup he has to right he hasn't think, played at all well he's, he going on the, on, he's going on the pup or he's getting cut yeah, if he wants to, yeah i was gonna say if he wants to stay on the team he should be like yeah i'll, I'll go on the pup because that would mean he's but, out for the first what like six weeks and i think too what they have to do is they have to bring him through to the 53 man and then put him on the pup because if they put him on the ir uh, then he's out for the year i could be wrong on that though too so because he had to start camp on the pup and then you stay on the pup but i think you can go on the pup later so, so maybe one sense. of the guys that they cut today they're hoping that you know doesn't get claimed and they can add him after they put yeah. long on the pup yeah uh that could that, i mean that that's an interesting decision i guess i'm not going to shed tears if they lose kane wangwu i i am still going to watch the vikings on sunday um <laughs> if they keep him around um i think it'll either be a trade or a free agent back i i don't think it'll be kareem hunt cuz i think no, too much like it, it it's almost overkill so uh, the price isn't as mu- bad for me as much as it is like the message like Alexander Madison. Yeah, we signed a former rushing champion, but but you're still our sir. You're still our guy. Like right, the right. whole we've talked about this the whole. Yeah, you can't pay him more been, like uh, like disrespect to her for Alexander Madison. Yeah, where it's like, I mean, it's very hard to pay Alexander or anybody more than Alexander Madison because 
He's only making like what three, three million? Yeah, yeah, or something. Like it's a little more than two, not yeah. a lot. I uh, one other thing I wanted to note before we move on: uh, the Dolphins balked all off season about Dalvin Cook, and now they basically have him because Devin Kane has a shoulder Jets? injury. Oh, the Dolphins! Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the Dolphins, Dolphins yeah. yeah. Oh, he's gonna like <laughs> funny. We got, but he's cheaper and more efficient we've than got, Dalvin Cook. It's that. It's literally that meme. Mom, I want Dalvin Cook. Oh, we've got Dalvin. We've Cook got Dalvin home. Cook at home, and now <laughs> they're trying to trade for Jonathan Taylor. How the turntables have turned. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ Ham, he'll be a yeah. lock at fullback uh, as the token Minnesota player on the roster. Um, I don't think we need it. I, I just think he's gonna be used more, and because they're gonna. Be more physical and try and bust up that cover too, because Kirk doesn't want to throw into it. Um, wide receivers, Dustin Jefferson, breaking Ooh, news, he's gonna make made, the team. Barely made it. it. It's pretty bold. Uh, KJ Osborne, Jordan Addison. Uh, the last two spots, a bit of a question mark. I do think they keep Jalen Naylor because they like him. Yep. I mean, I know he's missed most practice, but he's returned now, so I think he's got a spot locked down. And then to me, it comes down to Brandon Powell and Jalen Rager. And I have Powell because he's a better punt returner receiver and can return kicks, which is like three things that Jalen Rager does not do well. Actually, the the only thing that Jalen Rager does well is run in a straight line um, and post a good 40 time. (laughs) Even that might be a question. Uh, Also, you have to consider if Kane Wangwu is gone, Powell's an even better choice here. So maybe they kick six pick six receivers, but I just don't think I, I know you're guaranteeing his contract, but Jalen Rager just doesn't do anything here, which is why yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I and I think, the- I think the whole reason they signed Brendan Powell earlier this year was to compete with Jalen Rager um, because they weren't happy with what they probably got out of him last year. Um, and they like, they've, they've liked what they've seen out of Brendan Powell and all the, all the reports out of camp from, from O'Connell and everyone else is that, everyone's thrilled with Brandon Powell. So it'd be, uh, it'd be a big surprise if he didn't make it. So um, I think they have at least five receivers. I got all the same guys that you have. And if they have six, then yeah, it would probably be Rager. But I, I don't know if they have six because they have to make room for some other spots. Cause there's a, there's a bunch of positions where they're like, I don't know who they're going to pick because <laughs> they either like a lot of guys or they just don't have a lot to pick for. So yeah, I got the same five wide receivers as you. Uh, I also think that wide receiver is probably like the deepest part of the team right now because yeah. I mean they have Christian Jackson, they have Lucky Jackson. Um they, it's Lucky Jackson, right? Yep. Everybody's named Jackson. Jackson, Thayer Jackson, Thomas. Jackson. They yep, they are Thomas, Ricky Ooh, Prohl, if they want to keep all Ricky Prohl. Um <laughs> oh yeah. <his> son. <laughs> Immaculate grid time, baby. The singer. Uh, Rams and Broncos. I think the, uh, uh but don't have Thayer Thomas, you know, return any punts because he clearly uh can't do that. I don't know if you saw in, in the preseason game where he muffed another one i think i think i was i think i was off to do bigger and better things uh oh yeah my um, afternoon I, at that I, point but blake blake prole is 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 the the younger younger kid with the voice um, of god okay yeah. so so i i also want to like get into like this is very quickly i did not know i don't even know his name i didn't even know the actor uh that narrates hard knocks Aaron Rodgers is like i want to meet that guy oh yeah and i'm like I don't know who that is. And somebody's like, he's in all sorts of movies. I'm like, I, I don't know who that yeah, is. is. Like, I, I don't. Oh, what's his name? I've never heard of him. Lee Schreiber or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I've, I've never heard of him. So there, there is that. I was talking to somebody out there. Somebody made a Top Gun reference, and I'm like, I've never seen Top Gun either. And they're like, how the hell have you never seen that? I don't know. I, I watch sports, and I watch wrestling. Oh, he's a... Uh... He's in uh, the Wolverine movie. Duh. I've never seen that. <laughs> I, I, Logan or like. No, actual... he's, one of the, he's one of the villains. Oh, gotcha. I, but he's, I heard Logan. He's a good one. He was known for. There's a show called Ray Donovan. Um, that, oh, he's the guy who plays the main guy there, isn't he? Yeah. 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 So that's what, no, what he's known a lot for recently. Um, but he's been in a lot, of, a lot of stuff. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. He's been in. Yeah. A lot. Um, hmm. we don't need to go over it all. Let's go to tight ends. Yeah. Um, TJ Hawkinson needs a miracle cure. Uh, things just keep happening to the guy versus an ear infection and it's a bad back. Uh, then it's like some bad contract negotiations. Um, yeah, hypo- is he a they all hurt. They all hurt. Maybe it's a bruised ego. He's sitting out with now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're not going to pay me that much. And I don't know. I mean, 
a lot of people are ragging on him a little bit, but I mean, at the same time, it's just like, what are we doing here? Quasi like sign yeah. a guy to an extension. Like he's clearly an important part to what you do on offense. You've said it before, like just do it. And I mean, if he's asked for a hundred million dollars, tell him to bleep off. Like, but I don't, I don't think that's what's happening here. So well, did you see what came out today? The, the ESPN top 100 players or whatever. Hmm. They're trying to predict like who's going to be the hundred best players next season. No sign of DJ Hawkins in there. Uh, he was listed as a snub or whatever, but uh, he where was, was not Kirk? 94. 90, oh, so he cracked it. He made it. He made it. Sure yeah, was I was getting down to the end. I'm like, yeah. yes, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have a snub article. Yes, here we go. And he's like 94. <laughs> like, like, you're hearing the it. clicks as you scroll down the list. Like, yeah. he's 79, 78. It might be yeah. a click, 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 click. Oh, no. uh, yeah. No. Justin Jefferson was number two. Mm. Uh, Daniel Hunter was in there too. I don't remember what he was ranked. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Hunter, Kirk Cousins, and uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, but then, and then there's a report, I think from Albert Breer today that, uh, speaking of extensions that they're trying to sign Justin Jefferson to an extension before the start of the season. So they're, they're maybe they're trying to do the same thing for Hawkinson, but yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like, it's like Quasi was given the Wilfs bank account and he's kind of just being stingy with it where he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to spend any money. I just want to invest it and like get interest. Um, cause like he's not by the dip, not spending it. Um, so I, I don't know if he wanted to like wait for other people to get contracts and then do it, but it's getting close, man. Like if you want to sign Hawkinson then do it, but I'm getting the feeling that more and more they don't, I think they want to get Justin Jefferson done first. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I think I might've been Judd or, or Phil Mackey that threw it out the other day. Like what if they give, uh, Kirk Cousins an extension for the season? Like what if they're what if they're doing that? Like they've gone through other options and they're like, he's gonna be our best option next year, so let's figure it out now so it's not too expensive. I do wonder, like at this point, I mean it's almost like a security net, right? Like you can just buy yourself another year. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Like they may also think that Kirk could fall off the cliff because uh last year might be unsustainable. As a matter of fact, if you ask most analysts, it probably was, but um, I don't know. You give up that much draft capital for TJ Hawkinson. It's like, oh, again, yeah. so who do you have for what are we doing? Here? Uh, Hawkinson, Josh Oliver, and the best number three tight end in the NFL, Johnny <laughs> Goddamn Munt. Uh, yeah. Nick Muse, I have him out unless like Hawkinson, you know, gets bilateral lake weakness or like uh, scurvy or something before uh, start of the season. I've got. I've got all three of those guys and Nick Muse. I got I've I've been impressed with what he was able to do in the, his preseason snaps. He had a couple of good uh, catches and breaking some tackles. Um, so I got I got him on there. I got four tight ends. Offensive line. Let's have some fun here, huh? <laughs> we got Christian Derrissaw. We got Ezra Cleveland. We got Garrett Bradbury, Ed Ingram, and Brian O'Neill. If they all start in week one, it will be the first time the Vikings have had the same offensive line in back-to-back week ones since 2012. That only sounds good in name because we know uh, how this interior has performed and they get to play Vita Vea in week one. Uh, Eater of worlds. Um, Yay. Blake Frandell, Austin Schlottman, Schlotman. It doesn't matter what your name is. Oli Udo. And then I also have, this is a bit of a cop-out because I don't know who they're going to trade for. Nothing makes sense right now. I think they make a free agent signing or a trade. I don't know if it's Dalton Dal- Reisner. I don't, he, I don't, I, Dalton I don't know. Walking through those doors. He's he's hiding in the bushes with Twitter's best Vikings reporter. Or excuse me, Vikings ex, or best Vikings. I, I told it's you. all right. You don't have to even do that. I, I, I don't need to do that. I don't need to go off the top of the rope, shooting star press, start botching things like all in. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel they got to do something about this offensive line because they can't just go in and be like, wow, Ezra Cleveland and Ed Ingram are really bad. We didn't see this coming. It's like it's like the twins pitching staff for fuck's sake, like do something and, and like. Yeah. Everything that we've heard, it's not any better. So maybe week one starts and everything's magically held together. But I see Vita Vea throwing at Ingram, Garrett Bradbury, and like it's like Braun Strowman, the old squash matches where he'd throw a cruiserade around the ring for like two minutes and be like, that was awesome. Except, you know, he'll be throwing Kirk Cousins because he threw all the offensive linemen into the crowd. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I think we both probably have the same five, starting five. Yeah. Um, and then after, I, 
I just looked at my 53 minute because I came out with one. I published one on Sunday. Um, and two of the guys are already gone. I had Darian Lowe on there, but he got traded. And then I had uh, mm-hmm. Josh Sokol on there, um, but he was uh, waived today. So uh, I've got Blake Brandel, Austin Slopeman, and Ali Udo. And uh, let's let's go, let's pick from the hat here. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's a little too. They just got like yeah. a whole bunch of the hat. Go ahead. <laughs> I guess uh, we don't have many left. Let's see, Jack Snyder and Alan Ali. I, I believe. I'm going to guess that Chris Reed is going to remain on the uh, um, NFI list. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, he, he just reduced. I think he just reworked his contract came mm. out today that he uh, reworked it so he could get, he got, he took a lower base salary, but his guarantee is higher. So I'm assuming uh, um, that that's what's going on. He's either going to start on the NFI or uh, he'll be back. So um, yeah, a lot of question marks. If someone gets hurt, uh, there's no ifs and buts about it. They are fucked. Like it, it, this is <laughs> this is where the whole Zadarius Smith and Dalvin Cook thing like makes me laugh. Like I saw Zadarius Smith just murder a guy in a preseason yep. game. Um, I well, we all know how Zadarius Smith will probably play. It's gonna be great games, for and then you know, then he'll be limping around and being like, "Where's my money?" Um, that's basically how Zadarius Smith rolls. Dalvin Cook, they, I mean, the whole thing is they just sat there with them for all this time and they didn't sign anybody on the offensive line. They didn't bring anybody in. So, like, if if it sucks, that is a big old black mark on Quasi Adolfo Mensa for sitting around trying to get ultimate value for guys nobody was going to trade for. So, it was, I, I was surprised I, I'm annoyed. Low, though. I, I was too. Uh, they get a sixth round draft pick in return from the Patriots. Vikings didn't have a lot of draft capital before this. And now they have like five picks on day. Three, they had seven picks and now they have eight. They, yeah. And they, so now they, they have, have eight. I want to say a lot of them in the li- later half though. Yeah. They have six on day three. They have two in the fourth, two in the fifth, two in the sixth. Rick Spielman's um, like, yeah. Like what? I, I thought Vidarian Lowe played better than Ali Udo and, and he was worth get He was worth moving on from. To get a six-round pick, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that that is uh, <laughs> that's like the theme of this team. It's like I don't know, man. I yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Let's let's go with it because I I feel like they don't have any depth. Um, no. Interior defensive line: Harrison Phillips, Dean yep. Lowry, Kyrus Tonga, yep. Jaquel and Roy, Jonathan yep. Bullard. Uh, yep. Says he a with Ross Blacklock and Sheldon Day are all out. Um, this is a position that I don't think has them importance unless like you're just like a physical freak like a Vita Vea or like a Jordan Davis or Aaron Donald or something like they're just kind of there and they're mm-hmm. almost like a no-name group like remember Kyrus Tonga was a waiver pickup from the Bears when they released him last yep. year and he practice turned out squad, to be I all think. right so I, I mean he was, he was on their practice squad I think yeah I, I think this is a patchwork group until they can either sign a guy or develop someone. And remember, there's going to be multiple fronts with this defense. So basically everybody in this group is a defensive tackle and they're going to yeah. kick to the inside when uh, you want to call him Sheldon Richardson, Marcus Dalvinport and Neil Hunter kick mm-hmm. into the outside uh, for a four three look. Yeah I'm, like, I'm, I, yeah. I'm curious about Dean Lowry because we haven't, we can see any of him in the preseason because um, he's a starter. So they're not going to play him. Um, but I guess if you were at camp, you you would know what he look, he's been doing. But um, he was solid for the Packers. So I'm just curious to see, you know, what he adds, how he makes it different. Maybe if he's able to help patch up their their run defense, which has been pretty bad the last few years. Um, even though they had, um, you know, what what's what's his name, the the best defensive tackle in the world in there, Shamar uh, uh, Stefan. Yes, <laughs> the big fundamental. <laughs> Um, so I'm curious about him. And then uh, and, uh Roy has uh, been getting some some positive reviews in camp. Um, he looked pretty good in the final preseason game. So I'm, I'm interested in him, too. Um, but, yeah, this this group, I think it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be like an unsung kind of hero, I feel like, if, if they do anything well, where a lot of the credit's going to go to uh, maybe Brian Flores' new scheme. But, you know, some of the guys in here probably will deserve more credit than they get because there's not a lot of, notable names harrison phillips like people know who he is but he's not he's not like a pro bowler or anything like that but uh it's, a, it's an interesting group but it's important too it's an important group um because the legs need them to do well so yeah lots of fun 
You know, my favorite uh, Shamar Stefan moment was when Andre Patterson was in an interview and like they had just re-signed him and he was like, why would you do that? And he's like, where's the camera? He literally said, where's the camera? So he could point into it and be like, Shamar Stefan is the real deal. And like, I'm like, huh? My favorite okay. is always when they're like, you guys don't see what he does <laughs> on tape. You just, you don't, you don't see it. You don't see it. Uh, like, yeah, the, we, we the, don't, you don't know. He doesn't do anything. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I had the same five as you. So I forgot to mention yes. that. Um, yeah. Edge rushers. Let's talk about edge rushers. Uh, Daniel Hunter, Marcus Davenport, Patrick Jones, DJ Wanham. Then it's like a three-way battle between Andre Carter, the second, Luigi Villain, and Benton Whitley. I, you know, Alec Lewis had Andre Carter on the roster. Me too. And I, I would say the only reason you would keep them is because you gave them a lot of money. Yep. It was like, I think the biggest bonus for UDFA and yep. NFL history. Maybe, yep. maybe it was behind Lyle Collins, who uh, was <laughs> accused of murder. That'll get you to fall down the draft boards yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I, I think they hang on to him because I think some team's going to poach him on if he's on the pa- practice squad and whatever. And like, we kind of went into the year knowing. Hey, he's probably going to need a year. Um, Luigi Villain and Benton Whitley, I think they're practice squad guys. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Villain had that really nice game in Seattle. Whitley had the nice game against Tennessee. I, I think they're just guys, they're depth guys that you can look at. I don't know. I think Patrick Jones and DJ Wanham are kind of entrenched as those backups right now. So Yeah, and Villain made the team um, last year, too, as a yep. undrafted rookie. So he's already been there. Um I made a note in my predictions that I feel like either Patrick Jones or DJ Wanham could be someone that the Vikings maybe look to trade um, before the start of the season because there aren't a whole lot of differences between those two. Um, and then they have a lot of, like we mentioned, they have a lot of young pass rushers that they probably want to give more opportunities to than someone like Jones or Wanham who've been there and haven't really done a whole lot. Um, I don't know what you could get for them in trade. Probably, yeah, sixth or seventh, a conditional seventh. Hordum. Just hoard them, baby. But yeah, yeah, I mean, just, just you know, get nine seventh-round picks, and maybe that'll be enough to get Caleb Williams. Um, the the Arizona, <laughs> I don't have much, but uh, I got like six day three picks that I can yeah. give you. I just want to call Mike Ditka and get <laughs> Caleb Williams. Just all got, my draft picks. I've got $3. Um, I can, get <laughs> can I get uh, this steak, this Wagyu beef? Yeah, like, but, uh, I, but yeah, I I, uh, I agree with all five that, that I got Carter on there too. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm curious about Marcus Davenport too. Like he's another new addition that we haven't really seen a lot of um, because he didn't appear in any preseason games, which I don't mind. Like I saw what a couple, couple teams had like the jets had their starters in the, the third preseason game. And I'm like, like, do you guys know your history? Like, it's not good. Why are you playing Aaron Rodgers in the... Th- I know he's probably, I know you probably didn't have a choice with Aaron Rodgers because he was like, I'm going to play whether you like it or not. Um, Aaron Rodgers, is he the CM Punk of the NFL? Oh, that's for another punch. Um, he just rubs a lot of people wrong. That's why I said that. Um, but yeah, like, they don't... Their history is like, someone's going to get hurt. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with the Viking strategy. And yeah, I have all those, those addresses. I just went on just like seven different tangent there we go that's good i i mean that's that's not quite like my 10 uh during an episode but i i mean you know uh let's talk about linebacker jordan hicks is gonna make the team brian asamoa he's got a new name could change next time maybe he's just like trolling us it's asamoa (laughs) they're actually calling me it look at those guys (laughs) um troy die and ivan pace jr uh who might be starting yeah yeah um I didn't see that coming. I mean, linebackers pretty set up, but I mean, how they're actually deployed, that's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to watch because Ivan Pace has been wearing the green dot. He's been taking first team reps. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think he's going to start. Like every, there's every indication has been he's going to start. Like he's been on the field with the first team defense. Even when Asamoah came back, uh, he was on the field with the, the first teamers. Jordan Hicks is going to be in there. I think that's a given. But uh, yeah. You gotta have a guy named Ivan on the Vikings, right? Like you can't just cut him. His name's Ivan. He he is a Viking. It's like Oli. You can't cut yeah. Oli either. Ivan. Come on. Ivan the Viking. Yeah. Come on. Um like come onto the field with the battle axe. But yeah, I like like you said, like just because it's it's listed that he's a starter or whatever doesn't mean that he's gonna get, you know, the most reps. I think they're gonna be spread out pretty evenly. 
because um, we just don't really know what to expect from Brian Flores' defense. Flores did show a little bit more um, in the third preseason game. Um, blitz a little bit more than he did in the first two. Um, but we still really don't know what what he's got in store for Baker Mayfield in week one. That should be that should be real. So Baker, the old baby maker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. Insurance salesman extraordinaire. I don't think he's still doing the insurance thing, is he? Uh, no, I think he's he's getting defrauded by his dad. So, uh, oh, that that's, sounds like fun. you might need insurance for that. Might be a little distracted come week <laughs> one, but uh, <laughs> you, you never know. Um, those parents, let me tell you, corners, Mike Zimmer's favorite position, mm-hmm. uh, Byron Murphy Jr., Caleb Evans, Makai Blackman, Juwan Williams, Andrew Booth Jr., and Najee Thompson. With the exception of Najee Thompson, you know what the common theme is. They all get hurt. They all get hurt. Byron Murphy missed half the season with an injury last year. Has had an awesome camp, though, I've heard. Uh, Caleb Evans had three concussions last year. That's not good. Uh, Makai Blackman has a shoulder injury. We're not sure how he's doing right now. Juwan Williams missed all of last season with an injury. And Andrew Booth Jr. has been injured since high school. Let's go. Trainers are excited. Um, <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have Juwan Williams on here. I only have uh, five. I think I did have him on there, but then I forgot about Najee Thompson. And I was like, uh, yeah, he needs to be on there because he was awesome on special teams this summer. I reluctantly put Andrew Booth on there. I think they try and trade him before the season, and if they can't, then whatever, he makes a team. Um, but the dude's been playing with the second and third team defense all summer. Second round pick last year, like he's not on, he's not not doing well. Um, even when he is healthy enough um, to be on the field, he's not. Uh, he hasn't. He hasn't been that great. A lot of a lot of missed tackles. Like whenever I look for pictures for some articles now, I'll, like I'll put in Andrew Booth, um, and a lot of them will be him like stretching out uh missing a tackle and on his, like falling on his face i'm like oh that's good that's great great picture of him um but yeah um but i could see juan williams on there too um i think i just left one off because i had i had to figure out safeties because safeties i think the safeties is probably one of the toughest um ones to pick uh as far as position groups for their final 53 so um but someone yeah someone just mentioned in the chat keep Williams because he knows the system and I agree with that. Um so thank you. Digits O nine eight oh four three and I don't think you're a bot. I've been seeing your comments, don't worry. <laughs> I, he he got very upset when I suggested that. I I just saw all the numbers and I was like, I don't know, man. Uh here's here's another <laughs> one too now that I kind of look at this. Uh it says yeah. Negativity going on here. Truth, but negativity. Um, Truth hurts. Yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't feel. I don't feel great about this team. We'll get to that in a bit. But I mean, I, I I'm not feeling good. And there, just because there's a lot of question marks. I mean, the safeties. They might be one of the strongest parts of this defense with Harrison Smith, mm-hmm. Cameron Bynum, Josh Metellus. They're not going to give up on Lewis scene. Uh, no. Not right now. I think he's got another year before they kind of have that conversation. And I think Jay Ward's going to stay uh, as kind yeah. of a uh, Swiss army knife. Yeah. Theo Jackson is interesting too, because Kevin O'Connell said he had a really good preseason. They like him a lot. Um, so, so there is that. Um, I don't know. I mean, they, they could keep six safeties because I think Brian Flores is just going to mad scientist his way mm-hmm. to like use them all. Yeah. A lot of big nickel, big dime. Um, Theo Jackson is the questionable one because you have to find room for. They're not going to cut Jay Ward. They're not going to cut Lewis Seen. Um, so Theo Jackson is just the question mark for me because they like him a lot, but is he really worth keeping on the roster over you know somebody else? Um, that's what they have to figure out. That's the part of the fun of this this fifty three. You got to have fifty three players, no more, no less. Um, so that'll be interesting to see because I don't think did I I don't think I picked uh Theo. Nope, nope, I did not. I only have five. Um, so. Yeah, well, it'll, that'll be one of the interesting ones to see. Because, yeah, we know the top three with Harrison Smith, Metellus, and uh, Cam Bynum. Cam Bynum, I'm, I'm interested to see because it's his second year as a starter in this defense. It's probably a better fit for him. Um, it's a better fit for anybody in that defense because they actually get to do stuff instead of just, like, standing there doing nothing. Um, so um, I'm, I'm curious to see. I'm, I'm intrigued by this group, especially with this, this new scheme. I think that it'll be well for, especially Harrison Smith. I think he's super excited to be with Brian Flores. So it'll be good. Uh, finally, just kind of loading it up. Uh, specialist Greg Joseph, Ryan Wright, 
and uh, Andrew DePaula. No surprises here. Not much of a competition. Did you see Greg Joseph's missed kick on uh, Saturday? I did not. How bad missed, was it? It was pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty. Was it wide left? Listen, the he made, on? He, it was wide right, actually. Okay. Um, he missed. Oh, he made 10 of 11 kicks in the preseason. So before that kick, he was perfect. So he had it's that like, going for him. It's like that scene in uh, Super Troopers where they have like the steel nut cup. And like, he's like, oh, how are you doing? He's got the target thing and like everything's like in the middle. And then there's like one way over there. Be like, what about that guy? Oh, that guy. Don't worry about that guy. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well, a lot of the kicks that he he made in the preseason, where I think they were like between 30 and 40 yeah. uh, yards away. And then he had like, uh, I think it was a 54 yarder on Saturday. Just didn't have a chance from the start, which is it was wide. Right. Do you remember that kick that I want to say Blair Walsh had where like he kicked it off the screen? Um, during like his final year, <laughs> I remember like, a certain Blair Walsh kick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We don't that was wide that. left of the pile. Did you, hear about, did you hear some uh, some new stuff came out about that actually recently? I think it was on the the offensive line podcast that that Mackie does. Yeah, so I was talking about how Everson Griffin was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, um, which everyone was in the locker room, I imagine, because everyone was like, "It's not everyone's fault," or "It's it's everyone's fault, not Blair's," and everyone's like. Bullshit. <laughs> um, but yeah, the miss was pretty bad. But whatever. It's it's Greg Joseph. They they know what they're getting themselves into. He's gonna he can make some clutch kicks. He's also gonna miss some extra points. Uh, so you know maybe their more continuity with the the holder and the long snapper will be better. But I don't feel good about Greg Joseph, and I think I have every reason not to. This roster it feels a lot like playing with fire, doesn't it? Like oh yeah. All sorts of, I mean, they don't have a lot of depth. They have a lot of questions. I mean, we talked about the cornerback room, uh, a lot of injury plagued players. And I don't know, man. I, I mean, we could always be surprised. The Vikings could come out and have all the comebacks they want and mm -hmm. all of this stuff again. But nine, 10 wins. I mean, that might get you to win the North. But yeah, again, like I think 11 is nothing really problem. matters until I know what they're doing with the quarterback. Yeah, I think, I think 11 is I mean, if you win 10 games, there's a lot of questions. Yeah, I think between so. seven and seven and 11 wins probably for, for this team this year, seven, which is annoying because then they're going to pick 14th and be too they're far away to trade up. down for second and thirds. And yeah, yeah, really, the numbers, yeah. oh, the numbers. <laughs> but I will say, I, I feel confident about them being the Bucks in week one, so they'll probably lose. Um, but I, uh, I do feel confident. Confident about the Bucks, who uh, Todd Bowles, he's he's he should probably just quit now because he's not going to be the head coach next year. Todd Bowles has substitute teacher energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so does Baker Mayfield. So, you kids, kids want to like fight in the corner? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he's 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like the old substitute who's like, we're supposed to do this, but I don't really care. What do you uh, guys want? Yeah. <laughs> and Baker Mayfield's like Todd. the cool substitute. He's like, yeah, let's. Watch YouTube all day. We're gonna throw on a. Uh, I I had a friend actually who who uh before he moved up to a higher position uh in learning he was a teacher mm -hmm. and uh I I think one of the first things he did was like substitute and he's like you guys don't know how hard Aladdin balls until you're a substitute teacher just like I'm gonna throw on Aladdin and just yeah. uh yeah, yeah. just um it, youth I thought of it was America. Funny that the Bucks had to announce that Baker Mayfield beat out Kyle Trask for the, the starting job. Um, I, didn't, like, I didn't even know there was a competition. Right. Like, that's how bad it's gotten for, for Mayfield, who was the former number one pick, mm. uh, Cleveland Browns. He had to beat out Kyle Trask to be the, the Bucks' number one guy. Then you see what the Cardinals coach said today about, because um, they are just full-on tank mode. They caught Colt McCoy today, um, and they're going with either Josh Dobbs, who they acquired, I believe, a week ago, or they're they're who's their, their Clayton Toon, yeah, he, or him as their starting quarterback and their coach Jonathan Yannon, who we already know is out there. Uh, he's like, I'm not gonna announce a starter uh, for a competitive advantage. Everyone's like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna play both of them. And I believe um, it was uh, Jordan Reed, uh, formerly of the Vikings, but now with ESPN, um, tweeted, yeah, competitive advantage for Caleb Williams. Uh, yeah. Because they are tanking. Uh, like you, you can tell how poorly an organization is run by how obvious they make it that they're tanking. Like the Dolphins did it when Flores was there. And uh, the Cardinals are clearly doing that now. 
It's you uh, know too. I mean, Kyler's Kyler's probably gonna sit there like midway through. Like, hey guys, I'm ready to go. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, but get, no, really, like play Call of Duty. Like get out of here. Like go go play some Xbox or something. Possible um, 2024 Vikings quarterback. <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> Uh, he is a Vikings fan. Him and Justin Jefferson did shake hands on Saturday, so you know they're good buddies. No. They shook hands. It's yeah. like one of those wrestling storylines, like down the road. They've definitely be... played video games before together. They definitely have. Oh, I'm there's, sure. There's no doubt about. It. Well, and I think for a receiver, it's not as like important <laughs> to watch film as like quarterback. So might have a little more time to kind of just hit the sticks. Digits, digits didn't like that. That Kyler Murray suggestion didn't like that. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, what's going on at the Viking Age right now, Adam? Uh, we're just trying to keep track of all the cuts, keep track of all the random reports from uh, people that you never heard of, but they're supposedly true. Um, of the cuts, we got a cuts. We got yeah, we have a cuts tracker. So keep it, keep your you know bookmark that, refresh it all day long. No, um, we'll just be updating that um and then we'll have, we're gonna have a bunch of reactions we're gonna have you know some surprise cuts uh guys players probably shouldn't have cut uh some of the cuts from other teams that the vikings should consider you know either claiming on the waiver wire or, or signing and then maybe some trades that they can to make before the season and then uh we're getting close we're gonna be uh a week almost less less than two weeks away from uh real vikings football real unfiltered vikings we'll get to watch dan campbell first dan campbell and uh the lions against the chiefs thursday night i'm sorry that's gonna be a gong show (laughs) (laughs) it's in in kansas city i think so yeah it's in it's in kansas city because they won the super bowl so um yeah everybody loves lions here we go here we go they're gonna have some they're gonna have something like crazy in the work so they're going to try in like the first quarter like and Dan like Campbell tight, won't know anything about like an it. offensive line screen or something like they're going to just something's going to he's going to do something Panay Sewell is lining up at quarterback what is happening yeah right right do the do the do the Jalen Hurts goal line situation but have Panay Sewell hike the ball that actually wouldn't be that's a refrigerator Perry uh, <laughs> style I like it um, but yeah Vikings might have to resort to that if this running game doesn't pan out what I guess one last thing before you out here is like, what position do you think the Vikings need to, what one position, you can only pick one, what one position do they need to make to fix or improve, I guess, try and improve before the start of the season? Offensive line. Yeah. It's not even close. Like maybe, maybe find a corner, but like you can survive. Are you talking starter or depth? I'm talking depth. Okay. Like depth is, depth is the biggest problem with this team. I think that, you know, it's, it's similar to last year where like you have a whole bunch of top tier guys and the bottom tier just kind of sucks, but like everybody they're like the 2020 Vikings, right? Where, <laughs> yeah, I, I know I, that's going to make a lot of teams. Five? Yeah. I hope not. Kirk's yeah. trying to impale linebackers from the pocket, but yeah, I, I mean, 2020 was the same thing where you had your clear guys, like yeah, a lot of young guys that you were hoping stepped up and it didn't happen until like midway through the season. And they just decided to run Dalvin cook all the time. Like, I don't know. You can't really do that with Alexander Madison or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like they have to pray that the important people don't get hurt that, you know, I was going to say, so what you're saying is sign Justin Jefferson to an extension now. So if he gets hurt, yeah. then you're, you're still okay. Actually, he would want to sign the contract extension. So in case he gets hurt, he's got the money. Yes, down. yes. But, but either way, sign him. All Just these ex- injuries for TJ, too. He might want to sign the contract, whatever <laughs> it's in front of him. Body might be breaking down. At yeah, why do, they, why do they want to make him, why do they want to, you know, what is it, reset the market? That's the, the word that was used. It's, uh, it's the Carlos uh, Correa situation. He's been, he's been, he's been hurt, hurt all camp, you know, ear issues, back issues, you know, not very dependable. <laughs> well, my ear, oh, my one back, last, one I want a new contract. Before we get out of here, uh, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Yes. We never... We weren't able to, I wasn't here on Thursday or Wednesday or whatever. Well, it didn't happen. I don't think it happened. No. It happened on Thursday. It would have happened right as we were going on the air, which yeah. probably, if we were doing a live episode, we recorded with Sam previously, but um, yeah, yeah, it sucks. Um, yeah. Too young. If, if you're, uh, if you're not a wrestling fan, basically what wound up happening is one of the uh, pretty big names. He's popular. In w- yeah. Very popular name. Bray Wyatt. Uh, Wyndham Rotunda is his real name, uh, contracted COVID back in March, 
had a heart attack on Thursday because it uh, basically mixed with a heart issue. So um, very somber time for wrestling because you watch watch the highlights yeah. and yeah. you realize he's not coming back. And yeah. the end of SmackDown where they had the lights go out like they would before he would come out as the fiend and uh, the photo where he had, I, I mean, it was his logo with the upside right. down moth and he was... Right standing in the right uh, position where it looked like he had wings and just the lantern. Um, it's sad. It, yeah. It's, it's really unfortunate. It's sad. It's one of the more creative wrestlers oh, yeah. that we've seen in a long time. And yeah. um, person, a lot of people liked behind the scenes. So, Oh yeah. 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 And it, you didn't really Definitely. A lot of bad things about him. Um, well, like this sucks. He was, I'm 36. He's, he died at 36. Um, and he has four kids, so it sucks. Uh, but yeah, it's not not fun. Um, but I did enjoy the uh, I saw at what the at all in the whole uh, stadium in there lit up like fireflies. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, and I feel like that's going to continue for a long, long time. Yes. Um, so that'll be the way he's remembered, which is awesome. I want to say one more thing, one more wrestling related. Note. Oh boy. Um, if you're going to have a hardcore match in honor of Terry Funk, use more than one table. Uh, like they what about skewers? <laughs> okay, maybe that's a little. That was I mean, uh, I don't understand why people. Yeah, but um, just two by four with some barbed wire. <laughs> like that, that's all I ask. And fire. They fire. Light it on fire. Yes. Um, I know they probably can't do that on network television. It wasn't on a network. It was on pay per view. It was on Fox. Or I'm talking. I'm talking about like. This one on SmackDown. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, because they had for those who also don't know Terry Funk, yeah. Hall of Famer, one of the first uh, wrestlers to adopt the hardcore extreme style with Crazy, chairs yeah. and tables and flaming shit Mick, and Mick all Foley's that stuff. Idol is all you need to know about him. Yes, um, <laughs> go Google Terry Funk if you want to learn more. But they had a hardcore match on SmackDown, and they used just one table, no chairs. No ladders. Hey, we see you. We see you, Tristan. Okay, we see you. What we Tristan, got? Uh, it's another commenter saying we're not acknowledging them. I see you. Don't worry. I see your comments. Hello. I gave him one earlier. <laughs> yeah, we went over your comment earlier. Yeah, you were just weren't here. Maybe he was. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll stop there. Um, on that note, that's all the time we have for today on the Viking Age. We do this every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel talk about Vikings more than wrestling but uh we are also on apple and spotify the very next day however you consume us rate comment like and subscribe so we can spread the word and you never miss a new episode for adam patrick i am chris shad and we'll talk to you next time on the viking age podcast Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.